The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on High at Nine News are those of the individual speakers and not those of High at Nine News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at nine with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. That's right. Today is Thursday, December 7th, and today is <laughs> National Smile Day. It's also National Illinois Day, International Civil Aviation Day, National Cotton Candy Day, National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, and they're saying that it's the first night of Hanukkah. Not sure, but maybe, possibly. Anyways, thank you for joining us and getting high at 9 with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can look down below on the screen to see where we live on the Internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. And we are also streaming on Rumble, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. So welcome to anyone joining us from any of those audiences that's right. Coming up first, though, we have the dope dad himself, Mr. Rico Lamid, who chose not to wear a hat today because obviously his hair must be fresh to death. Oh, yes, that is right. Ooh. It is the dope dad himself, Rico Lamid. Oh, man. Jason. Yeah, buddy. It's, oh, you got something to sip on, I see. You got a different cup today. Sipping on this Republican tea today. I say, I love it. I love it. That's it tastes hey, you know the what? best. All that talk about head coaches, the head coach less. Mm -hmm. Michigan Wolverine football team getting in that ass two weekends ago for rivalry week. Must have struck a nerve with these flip-flopping ass Republicans <laughs> in Ohio. <laughs> Kyle Yeager broke the news yesterday afternoon on Marijuana Moment that in the quickest governmental about face in the history of legalized weed, with a vote of 28 to 2, Ohio's GOP-led Senate amended and approved a bill that actually reflected the desired sentiments of the people. Can we get a round of applause for that? For the people. For the people. For the people. For the people. All the people. That's right, y'all. The new law is set to go into effect today, and adult use sales will be permitted for Ohioans 21 and older from existing medical uh, dispensaries immediately, with an asterisk. <laughs> More on that in a second. But they said immediately. They also will be maintaining their home cultivation rights. 
and the state will be providing automatic expungements for prior convictions. A very nervous Republican Senator uh, uh, Rob McCauley detailed the changes following negotiations during an unusually long recess in committee Wednesday, stating that lawmakers' focus needs to be stamping out the black market and protecting the access that the people of Ohio voted for, but also ensuring the administrative implementation runs as efficiently as it possibly can while protecting opportunities for Ohioans to engage in this new industry. Committee Chairman Michael Rooley, also Republican, said in a very low voice <laughs> that uh, the last three or four days, uh, a lot of uh, the public has reached out to probably every single one of our senators with thousands of emails and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of calls. <laughs> and I think the people have spoken. He said that uh, before abruptly, uh, abruptly storming off into a closed room. <laughs> Instead of dropping uh, home cultivation, the amended le uh, legislation maintains adults' rights to grow up to six plants per person, though it caps the household limit at six plants rather than uh, 12, as set by the initiated statute. The committee also revised the bill to provide automatic expungements of certain prior cannabis-related convictions, something advocates pushed for and um, that the voters approved but was mysteriously left out of the issue to initiative. The last version uh, would have effectively recriminalized possession unless it was obtained from state-licensed retailers, sales of which would not be starting at least one year from the effective date. So the, that shit was dropped and replaced with language to immediately permitting adults to buy cannabis from existing medical dispensaries while adult use market regulations get hashed out. Macaulay said that could happen within 90 days of the bill's passage. Some of you guys might notice 90 days is not immediately, but um, that's the immediately asterisk I was talking about. Um, but it is an uh, unwritten rule amongst Ohio state Republicans to use cop math when uh, making promises. So immediately equals 90 days. Soon is roughly 120 days. And the term considering considering is generally seen as that shit ain't happening unless Trump says that it's cool. Uh, two days and a whole lot of calls, letters, and vitriol spewed from pissed-off Buckeyes is all it took for Ohio's Senate General Government Committee to reverse their previously advanced legislation, fundamentally undoing the key provisions of the Cannabis Initiative voters passed at the ballot last month. And I'm going to say it here, so it is on the record, and she still might owe me $200 from a couple lost bets, but Gretchen Gailey was right. Y'all mad at cannabis legislation uh, not going y'all's way? Call these fools up, email the, email spam the shit out of them, and uh, show up to these public hearings and give them hell. Uh, and maybe, just maybe, your state will end up with public servants doing what they were hired to do. I'm Rico Lamit, the dopest dad on the street for Hyatt 9 News. Love to hear you guys about this one. Ohio, I actually man. Have, I actually have a follower of mine that actually was there. Like, so it was crazy because this morning when I was... Um, sending my story to to Jason because that was my follow-up story. I seen this and I seen the first thing and then I seen one of my followers actually there. Like she's with one of the senators and she's like, yeah, I was a part of the process. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is going to be on the show today. I can't wait yeah. to see who's going to talk about it. Lo and behold, it was my guy Rico. Yeah. And Rico, I was the only person who asked about you before you came into studio. So just let it be known. Oh, you ain't got to take a dump on all us conservatives out here because you got to say rhino and then you got to say righteous when you're going to talk about those okay. on the right. <laughs>
right, Hold we on. got the righteous, and we got the rhinos. Well, right? well, okay. actually, actually, okay. actually, okay. you know, you, you know what we do have? We do have, uh, we do have an elephant sound for good elephants. That part. You got that? You have the, like the dying elephants for the no, rhinos? No, 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 no. We you just, they, they, you they, just have they, like they, a like a. They're like on a the, rhinoceros. Needs to be like a uh, screeching. Needs to be like a screeching <laughs> death call, like a, like a last breath death call from an animal for a rhino, and then just put it up there for them, and mm -hmm. just do it for all liberals too. Give them equal amount. All of them. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, we uh, we we have we have a donkey sound too. So yeah, don't worry about that. We do have a donkey sound too. Love it. Love it. Yeah, what, what, what do you think yeah. about this one, Jason? Good, I love this. That's the donkey. It's actually giving me a little bit of hope. That maybe democracy is not dead I'm, in the United I'm, States of America. I'm ecstatic about this. I, I think I, I think a lot of these politicians heard the the will of their voters and and the fact of how they felt so slighted by the fact that they voted on an issue and the lawmakers are trying to change it every which way around to make it not look like what they actually passed. And so, good job to all of the activists and uh, uh, local yeah. lo local individuals out there that did reach out to lawmakers and told them that this is not acceptable. I know I saw tons of tweets um, from people in Ohio that were like, "We're going to have to." To vote these guys out on the next election and so i just want to say kudos to all of them because they definitely have made their voices heard to these these uh, elected officials rochelle what you, what you think climate has definitely changed we don't have the same political climate we had 10 years ago or even five years ago where no one would have give two shits about this now uh, both parties recognize people want this mm -hmm. they're tired of waiting Bullshit responses we get from politicians are no longer acceptable. This is safer than most anything you can do. Uh, the hysteria doesn't work anymore. People want it. The trap is out there. And where in the hell are you going to go now? This problem gets fixed by honestly letting people do it um, and get out of the way as much as possible. Mm -hmm. and, and grow yeah. at home. What do you think about this, Rochelle? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, exactly exactly what's already been said. I mean, let's follow the will of the voters. I was very pleasantly surprised to see this news um, simply because I'm so used to out-of-touch politicians, you know, finding their own way uh, regardless of what their constituents think. So I was, yeah, very pleasantly surprised to see this um, go through. Um, the way that it did. Yeah. And, and this, and, and I covered this story yesterday, but, um, there was the, the lone, the lone Republican who introduced the bill to allow for the home grow. And it sounds like a lot of the protections that they ended up adopting, uh, he, he was, he was standing out on, on, on his own. So we want to say kudos to him also, uh, for, from yesterday. I don't remember the guy's name off the top of my hand. So I apologize about that, but he was a Republican, uh, member of the legislature in Ohio. So sh shout out to him. Um, and and I and I do I do think that with Ohio being such um, kind of like a pivot state for the directional uh, fortitude of the country, I I wonder if the prohibitionists are really. Um, starting to lose some steam from this because in the beginning you had all of these elected officials saying how they were going to uh they were going to you know remove a lot of the a lot a lot of the uh, um uh things that would go into effect from this bill and remove it such as home grow and you know what i'm saying adding extra taxation and whatnot and all of a sudden they just did a total 180 on all of this and i wonder if there if, if this is a pivotal point for cannabis overall um, within the whole country against the prohibitionists. Shout out to Ohio, I think it could have. I think. I think this could have opened the door 
showing people that if you barge, uh, barge on their door, bang and kick on their door and scream outside, something just might happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hope I hope this um, this starts a movement with all the other states, man, because I know, Jason, you remember, man, back in 2016, how packed all of these, you know, uh, all of these uh, um, uh, political meetings and everything from State Hall all the way up, uh, every city hall all the way up to uh, um, Sacramento, Everything was always uh, so active, and now it's just sad, man. There's not that many uh, um, cannabis activists out or advocates out there even doing anything because a lot of that steam has been lost. Uh, but um, hopefully this starts a movement, man, across the nation. Get this uh, uh, energize. Uh, this uh, this this green base that we do have, mm-hmm. and it's not just about Republicans or Democrats. Like, um, get out there if you believe in this shit, and um, and and speak your speak your piece. Yeah, because we all come together for the green, bro. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know what else comes together, Rico? What's that? Booty cheeks. Clap them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Make it clap. Make it clap. I'm I'm I'm, I'm mad that you got me to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you took the. I'm bait. sorry, Rochelle. You took, you took, <laughs> I try to be a good person. Hey, Jason no, keeps on dragging me down. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Stop it, bro. You, I'm sorry. Jeez Louise. Uh, coming up, we're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. Sick of the December cold? Then fly out to Miami in December for Turk Basil. December 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th. Presented by Sherbinsky's at Skatebird in Miami. With tons of your favorite brands in attendance for this four-day event. As well as High at Night News as one of the media. With live performances throughout the week by Dead Prez, Mayday, Visions Band, and Washi Fire. So, do like the birds and fly south to Miami for Turk Basil this winter, December 7th through the 10th in Miami, Florida. He is known best for smoking the best weed in the world in places that he should and should not be smoking them. Um, but um, today, he's bringing us the heat <laughs> by way of the news. Yes. Y'all know who it is. Donald Trump's very favorite stoner. It is Jason Beck coming to the stage. What you got for us today, Jason? Oh, yeah. Good morning, you guys. I hope everyone's having a fantastic day today, this this Thursday. Man, this week is flying by fast. But I have some really, really big headlines coming out of D.C. Oh, boy, this is hot off the press uh, coming out of the Hill, where James Comer signals a openness to dc legalizing marijuana sales that's right house oversight and accountability committee chair james comer the same guy that filed uh that filed the subpoenas for uh hunter biden and whatnot said on wednesday that he would support washington dc taxing and regulating legalized marijuana comer told reporters he would support it if that is what the city wants Politico first reported uh, and his his office confirmed to the Hill his comments came after a meeting with Washington Mayor Muriel Bowser focused on local crime. Nearly two thirds of D.C. voters favored legalizing marijuana for adult use in a 2014 ballot initiative in the district and the possession of up to two ounces of marijuana is decriminalized for residents 21 years or older for adult use or medical purposes, according to the district's marijuana laws. Uh, Marijuana remains federally illegally, of course, making it 
issue a legal gray area. Comer's comments differ from congressional Republicans' views on marijuana sales in the past. In March 2022, the GOP preserved a years-old provi- uh, provision known as the Harris Rider, which bars the legalization of adult use sales, and local officials have pushed Congress to remove the rider by arguing that the cash-only market has caused more robberies and other violent crime. Bowser and other local officials have been criticized after crime shot up across the district uh, this year. Representative Henry, Henry Cellular, Democrat from Texas, was carjacked outside his Navy Yard apartment in October. And in February, Representative Angie Craig, Democrat from Minnesota, was attacked and assaulted in her D.C. apartment building's elevator. In early November, Bowser announced that D.C. will be handing out free digital tracking tags for vehicles as car thefts have skyrocketed in the city and crime in the district has steadily increased over the last year and has largely surpassed last year's totals in nearly every single category. So I guess their answer to this is to allow for legalized cannabis to be sold in the streets of D.C. But time will tell and we will see what happens. But this is big, big progress from one of the ranking members in the Republican Party coming out and saying that this could be a good idea for D.C. And this is Jason Beck for the High at Nine News. What do y'all think about this? Well, I like Mr. Comer. I like the fact that he's diligent. I like the fact that he's doing the very best he can to try to prevent World War III from happening mm-hmm. by exposing what the crime family of the Biden family crime family is doing. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that he stood tall on his squares, on his ten toes, stood there and told them, hey, I'm okay with everything. Make yep. it illegal. I'm, we smell cigarette smoke. It's the worst smoke you can smell in your life. Marijuana smells pleasant yep. to the nose. Let's just bring it on. That's what I'm thinking. That's, I, so look at look at this. Hey Rico, look, went back at you, buddy. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna resist the bait. I'm not gonna talk about James Comer and his uh, failure as a human being everywhere oh, else. God. But I will champion this, and I'll say uh, this is uh, this is progress, man. You gotta uh, give like people this. credit where credit's Republican. due. Rico. You know what? You know, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna. That's go why Rico's my friend because at least yeah. he'll give you the credit. Yep. Will, I'm not gonna take it. I'm not gonna take it there. I'm gonna resist. I'm gonna try, try to stay on on cannabis today. <laughs> uh huh. You're resisting. You know, it's huh? easy to get me going on these uh, these Republicans and the Democrats, but um, uh, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, man. Um, uh, uh, uh Joe Biden mm-hmm. and him not talking about cannabis has left a vacuum. Has, has created a void. And these Republicans seem like they're starting to fill it. James Comer coming in for the win. They're going to fill it. That's right. If he does not move quickly, if he does not move quickly, then um, it's wide open for. You've seen that man move. You know know nothing moves quickly about uh, that man. You know who to come out and support it before Joseph Robinette Biden does. Mm Man, you know, I mean, I mean, and, and in all fairness, the Democrats had had the House on the, the the last term, and they they didn't do anything to to allow for this, and they're really the House is really the basically the uh, city council for D.C. in in that which allows them to be able to do what they want to do. So, yeah, this is crazy, and um, yeah, they, they need to do something about those uh, um, about the carjacking in D.C. Man, like my little brother's been telling me. <laughs> streets is wild right now they're, they're pu- they're, they in said D. they're going to give out trackers bro to put on your car 
But yeah, they they recommended. Yeah, he sent me an article. I'll send it to you. <laughs> they recommended that people get Apple uh, Apple tags, like Air tags. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> your uh, car, yeah. to track your own car down. You find that motherfucker. You find it in in, in a chop shop. You gonna go in there and try to get it? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And not to mention those things. I don't think those things are like totally totally accurate. Like they, your 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 no 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 your car could be in one building and it says that it's in the building next door. No, bro. No, bro. No, bro. It's very accurate it is very 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 accurate now, really? I, and let me let me explain this to you and i'm glad our, our viewers are watching this listen for you women that are out there if i was you guys i would go online on youtube and look at videos for for ways to know if you are being stalked by people because they literally will put this in your gas cap and, and close your gas cap if it's open and put that tag in there or they'll put it in a wheel well and they will find you exactly to where you are the apple um, GPS tagging thing is so precise, it's ridiculous. Like, they, you don't, it's not gonna be, oh, could it be this house or that house? I know how it was back in the days when someone lose their phone, you don't know what house it is or whatever. It's yeah. not like that now. They're gonna tell you exactly where it is, especially if you, that GPS tag is different. It'll tell you what level the person is on and everything else. It's different. Get out of here. Yeah, they'll find well, you. I think it, that the recognition that we can't uh, make everything illegal and then enforce it is, is out there to be brought through osmosis, if nothing else. Is, for every 100,000 people, there's 2,000 property crimes a year. Okay, there's six murders. I mean, there's 360 violent crimes a year. And then you talk about weed. It's not violent. It's from prohibition where it was based upon the color of your skin and whether you were a fucking hippie or not. It's all horseshit, and the beat cops don't want to be doing this anymore. It's the policymakers, and Joe Biden just cannot get the fucking gumption up to say it's wrong to keep throwing people in jail for weed. He just can't do it. He was one of the architects of this whole goddamn war we started during the Reagan administration against drugs. And for whatever reason, so many politicians just cannot say, I was wrong, we need to chart a new course. If you're going to fight crime, let's fight violent crime involving moral turpitude, not people who use drugs or, you know, it's, it's, it, it's incredibly stupid the way we're doing it. And I'm disappointed in all these guys. I mean, I hope the Republicans grab this because I think it's a winning strategy. It is. Yeah. As opposed to fighting abortion, it, which is... It, it, not only does it, not only does it portray that, that you are... You are evolving, but it also shows that you have empathy. Mm -hmm. You know, it shows like, like, hey, like this has been just too much. You know, like clearly this is used for medical purposes and it has an open market that's been creating billions. Of, and it's like the and the, you think about the states where it's open, like the markets where it's open. They've been making billions of dollars off of this in California for years. And I think the reason why Californians really haven't seen a total crush is because of the cultivation markets in California. So when they actually just put everything in totality, they're going to say, it makes no sense that we've, we've done this to this plant for this long when it could have created so many jobs and it could have created so much more wealth tax-wise for the government. I just think that it's going to have to be a total reversal. And I believe that Republicans are going to see it for its fiscal, fiscal uh, um uh, capabilities more so than the recreational. I don't think they, they're going to care too much about that, thing, but they care about money. They definitely care about money. What do you think about this, Rochelle? I agree. I mean, honestly, it's about time that they do this in D.C. How long has it been now that you uh, have to go into some shop and buy a T-shirt to get yeah. your weed? But right? you can you can self-proclaim in D.C. <laughs> yeah, they're not hiding it. That's that's the most interesting part. It's like it's wide out in the open, like just open trapping, and it's just like it's so it's so weird to me that they wouldn't just have regulated dispensaries. Like what? 
has been the holdup this whole time. But I do think that Tony is right. Like, Republicans can see the dollar signs. So let's get it going. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Oh, that's a soundbite from Rochelle Gordon right there. Oh, man, we're going to have to clip that right there for sure. Clip it. <laughs> yes. Man, I, 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 think, I think this is a big win. I'm really excited that, that, that he's doing this. And also, too, in regards with the last story, I do believe that, uh, that Ohio – is 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 starting with their adult use sales their their law goes into effect today and i think that that one of yeah. the other, one of the other amendments in there that they included in that is to allow the medical shops to begin with adult use sales so I, i'm wondering if uh if we are going to see a story tomorrow in regards with adult use opening up today in ohio and no very- yeah, like, I, like i said jason the with the ohio st- uh, story they said immediately mm-hmm. but it's 90 days all right, so 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 basically, the law goes into effect, yeah. but it'll be ninety days before they have sales. Before, yeah, before they start allowing adults to just go into medical uh, shops and buying shit. Okay. Um, they said immediately, like I said, that that um, because Ohio Republicans use cop math, so immediately means ninety days, I th- I, and uh, I, soon could be equipped. Crap is open this morning, days. though. Soon as ninety days, they say they're considering something that it shit ain't happening unless Donald Trump tells them to make it happen. Trump will tell him, don't worry about that. (laughs) You don't worry about that part. Oh, yes. All right. Coming up next, we have Mr. Attorney at Law, Mr. Dale Schaefer. He's the founder of Armada Law Practice and at one point in time did some time for a cannabis crime. That is right. It is Mr. Dale Schaefer. Uh, Morning, everybody. Nice story today. Uh, It's not... Uh, a happy subject. It involves the dark side of the industry that most people don't want to acknowledge or talk about. It involves failed businesses in the industry. They're everywhere. My story comes out of Law 360. The header is receiver appointed in California dispensary contract dispute. Uh, the parties are uh, Pineapple Express Dispensary and their the majority owner named Eisenberg, and then Pineapple Express Holdings. And the owner of that's a guy named uh, Vincent Zade. And what I read last night was the order appointing a receiver. And as you read between the lines here, I, I've seen this so many times before my firm handles these uh, failed businesses quite regularly. And what appears to have happened is Eisenberg was a social equity um, applicant. And in most cases, you have to be a majority owner of the company that gets the permit. The way the rules work out here, 51% is typically where we are. Then you have to partner up with somebody, and that seems to be Mr. Zadi. Uh, And Mr. Zadi owned a uh, company called Pineapple Express Holdings. They owned the building. They put together the paperwork to apply for a license. And this guy, Eisenberg, has to be the majority owner. And so there was an internal dispute. It's still going on. And Mr. Eisenberg sued Mr. Zadi. And as part of the the suit, they filed a motion to appoint a receiver. Now, this is a drastic step. I've handled a lot of these. Our firm does, too, where we manage to unravel these things without going into receivership. Because a receiver is a a court-appointed officer steps in, takes over your business, they take all your assets, all your liabilities, bring in everything, control it, it becomes an asset of the court, and you're basically told to stay home, don't bother us. Okay. That's a real drastic step to take in these, these situations. 
Now, what what the court did is it, it uh, issued an order, but the order is uh, not going to take effect until after they have a hearing in January, which is what we call a show cause hearing. Now, for receivers to be appointed, you have to show that there's a dispute that falls within the receiver statutes, but then there's a necessity to bring them in, like there's assets being squandered, um, you're about to lose your business, somebody needs to step in and fix this problem. But we will see, because uh, Mr. Zetti said he's going to fight, he's going to fight it. Doesn't think it's necessary. Okay, but the bigger picture here is that we all like to promote trying to open businesses, get them up and running, break through these knuckleheads that are policymakers, going to put regulations out. We'll do this. But I have seen so many problems inside the industry where people who've been, you know, slinging weed for a while out of their trunk think I'm going to go in and run, excuse me, and run a business here. And I'm here to tell you, it's not like that. In my experience, the people with the most business acumen know little to nothing about weed. The people who know a lot about weed don't know shit about business. So unless you have a team working together and those business and weed together that can actually get along, we end up with problems like apparently we're seeing here. Uh, they got into a, um, a lease with um, the, the partner, Mr. Zetti, that Mr. Eisenberg is causing, calling predatory, and there's now an unlawful detainer action. They're gonna throw him out of the property. Mr. Zetti's gonna throw him out of the property, and the judge allowed that action to go forward. We have a situation here where I don't see how you get these parties to sit down and work this out. We like to get to them before they get to this point where they wanna you know, go out and smack each other in the mouth. They can't get along. Uh, I've actually sent them to some uh, industrial psychologists trying to figure out, can you guys figure a way to get along here? Some of these relationships are just too far down the road. Oh, well, I haven't, this is a, um, a motion. I haven't seen the response from it yet, and I haven't seen what the judge does. But I wanna just caution people out there. If you're gonna go into one of these businesses and you don't understand the risks and you don't have the money and you don't have a decent plan and you don't know the people you're involved with here, your chances of failing are pretty high. And right now in California, especially everybody owes everybody money and trying to unravel these debt situations is a challenge. And a receivership, you just, you go in there and you give up your business to the receiver until the court's satisfied that it doesn't need to have a receiver anymore. Bad place to put yourself. There's other things you can do besides that. So um, if you guys, let's talk about the bad side. I mean, we all like to talk about the good side, but there's a bad side of this industry. And we, we need to be able to let people know that there are ways to fix these problems without, um, having to walk around town with guys packing next to you, Tony, or to be someplace else where uh, someone's going to kick the shit out of you, kneecap you or something like that. I'm going to throw it back at you. What do you guys think about this? Man, Dale, well, I can tell you what. I actually had the pleasure of interviewing uh, Jenny Beth Dills in regards to this. And uh, at the beginning of the year, we're going to have that uh, that article, that interview come out in regards to the the this whole situation that is going on. So this is just the latest development of that. And uh, maybe we'll have her back over to have a, like a little part two in, in, in relation with this receivership. But I'll tell you what, receivership is a no-winning <laughs> type of move when it, this happens to a cannabis business. I had a cannabis business that went into receivership, it owned a half a million dollars, and by the time it got out of receivership, it owed $5 million. 
So I'm going to say receivership is not necessarily always the answer. It is only for crazy extreme circumstances. And I wish everybody the best in, in, in regards to this. Um, it's going to be messy, messy, messy. Well, and we work with a receiver who's cannabis experienced, and there's only a couple in the state. There aren't many. You throw this to a, tip, a typical receiver, first of all, they milk the system for everything they yep, can. They do. That's they what they do. Exactly. The mm-hmm. they, they drive it off a cliff. They don't give a shit. It's not no, their business. They don't care. So, and they have no liability. Oh, none. Zero. 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 Oh, my God. It's horrible. I mean, you can do... Um, Lots of things that you can do. Uh, assignments for the benefit of creditors is something that, that we consider. We wrap debts up and we structure them so they get paid by the selling company. And you sell the company and you take those on and the buying company doesn't get them. There's a lot of ways that you can structure debt to get these companies out of trouble. Mm. Once you go down the road to receivership, I mean, this this company is ordered to hand over the keys. You can't go on the property without the receiver's permission. Okay, yep. that's how draconian this shit gets. That very very true, very true. You guys, any other? It's any... gonna get messy, man. We're gonna, we're gonna see a lot. We're gonna see a lot more of this. So. Oh yeah, that, 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 that's that's without a doubt. This is this is gonna, definitely gonna get. Yeah. You can't do bankruptcy in the industry. Yeah. And the yep. receivership, the goal is to try to get you out of situations where you owe people more money than you can come up with. But then, but then you end up owing more money than when you went in. So what's the point of the receivership, Dale? Well, um, there are some there are situations where you can force it. I mean, if the business is going down the tubes and the partners are fighting, and you're trying to protect assets for creditors. And you can't get to bankruptcy. You can convince a judge that we're all right. We're going to stop all this right now, and we're going to preserve assets for creditors. Okay. You want to do that before you get to the judge who orders you, and recognize that maybe I can't stand this son of a bitch, my former partner, but I don't want these debts to be over my head the rest of my life. We're going to have to go out and fix this, and there are ways to do that. But this is the uh, the backdoor part of the industry that people don't like to talk about. I want everybody to get a license, but if you don't know what the hell you're doing, you don't run these like a real business, you end up in these situations where there's no compass heading you can turn that has a good answer to it. Mm-hmm. Very, very true, Dale. Very true. Any thoughts on this, Tony Rochelle? All right. Seeing, seeing no. No. Seeing no, we are going to move yeah, right no, into yeah. a commercial, and we're going to be right back. Partner. How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Oh, yeah. Stop Stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you hit that like button. Also, it'll make you feel better. We'll feel better. And YouTube will appreciate you for it, too. Also, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you've not subscribed already. And all the articles that we cover on today's uh, show, you can read on our website at www.highatnightnews.com. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And 
with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. You with us, Rico? Rico. Oh, yeah. Oh, there we go. Y'all know who it is up next. It is the Minnesota queen of all things Lego. She's also <laughs> editor over at Green State. State. Yeah. <laughs> I've never got it wrong, Jason. <laughs> I was just going to bait you into that one. I got it. Y'all know right. who it is. The, 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 the top reporter journalist the one with the real credentials on our team coming to the stage next <laughs> Rochelle Gordon the, the legit journalist behind nine news <laughs> I will tell you I've been out for a couple weeks a few people came up to me at MJ BizCon and said yo I know you from high at nine news <laughs> so this yeah. might actually be my claim to fame so shout out to them yeah, yes. shout out to the viewers. Yes. Thanks for coming up. 100%. Uh, so my story this week comes from my colleague, Kara Wheatstock, here at Green State. Japan opens doors for patients but closes cannabis loopholes. So Japan is set to allow cannabinoids in medical products following approval from the House of Counselors, also known as Parliament. This comes less than a month after clearing the House of Representatives, the Japan Times reports. Now that the law is announced, it should be around one year until it goes into effect. Law would effectively allow doctors to, to prescribe Epidiolex, a CBD anti-seizure medication approved in the U.S. and Europe. Japan started phase three of a clinical trial on the drug in December 2022. Despite a win for medical patients, the laws actually tightened consumption rules in other areas. Formerly, there was a loophole in the 1948 Cannabis Control Law that didn't overtly ban the consumption of cannabis. It just banned the possession, trade, and cultivation. This was meant to protect hemp farmers who unknowingly absorbed psychoactive cannabinoids while growing hemp. However, public opinion led lawmakers to close the gap, explicitly banning cannabis consumption due to a perceived rise in interest from young people. As the new law is enacted, two cultivation licenses will be established. One will grant farmers the right to grow cannabis for medical products, and the other will be reserved for hemp farmers growing plants with little to no THC. Despite a rigid anti-cannabis stance, Japanese farmers have been cultivating hemp for decades. Uh, I'm going to screw this pronunciation up for sure. Toji... Tochiji Prefecture is the hub for industrial hemp agriculture in the country, where a low THC strain called Toji Tochiji Shiro was bred in 1982. The plants are not for getting high, but farmers still face stigma from their communities, according to a story from the Japan News. Perhaps passing this new bill and building a licensing structure in the blossoming space will bolster community support for the tradesmen. Law is a forward step for a country that has been known to sentence people to up to seven years in prison for possessing small quantities of cannabis. First looks at the bill may be disheartening for adult use consumers hoping for a legalized land of the rising sun, but it's not all bad. Patients seeking cannabis medicine will now have access to more cannabis products in the country, benefiting many. It has also initiated the design of a structure that could evolve into a more robust industry in the future. So what do you guys think about this? Japan has always been wildly anti-cannabis. Um, 
Is this a step in the right direction? Uh, is it simply low-dose CBD? Will anything ever come of it? What do you guys think? This is great news for Japan. This is a big step for them. Yes, this is great. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of it, it's kind of like a it was like a half step forward and, and kind of a half step backwards because they're uh, um, because they said if if you do if you don't have medical uh, a card or anything like that like it's seven years mandatory. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it's so. funny because that was always about like possession, and so I'm wondering about. Yeah how they're going to know if someone consumed cannabis. Like, are they all going to all of a sudden going to start like testing people's blood or something to figure out if they've been smoking yeah, pot or like, more like well, they're just like, well, um, you know, we want to make sure that we have our bases covered. So we're writing this into the law. Well, at the same time yeah, it was, too, Rochelle. It, it, it was originally, was it originally it was going to be five, it was five years mandatory prison sentence and now it's seven years mandatory prison sentence. So maybe it's just, rhetoric to scare the people well no but like, at the same time if you think about it if you go to a hospital in 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 japan and they and they draw your blood that that might be the cue for them uh for, to, to to figure that part out you know what i mean they might not just be testing people just off the streets but it just might be when you subject yourself to different things then then all of a sudden mm -hmm. these tests are going to come up mm -hmm. they're telling you what they're going to do if they if you we know what it takes for them to find out if you've been smoking weed or not so we know what they're going to do they're going to test you when they want to test you. Mm -hmm. That's what it seemed like. And I personally feel like this. Me being a proud conservative, I care about America first. So unless this is going to make PlayStation games great again, I don't really even. Uh, I know. mean, why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it? If they're loosening up their cannabis, their cannabis policies out no, there. No, because some guy out there is going to get seven years. So, it doesn't matter. We'll make an example out of somebody. <laughs> somebody who creates—they're going to do it to somebody who 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 really does great gaming software. He's going to be made the example out of. This is just going to make PlayStation games horrible. I'm not. <laughs> are you serious? Get out of here! You are. You're. Yo, do you know what kind of pressure that is, dude? To know that if you even remotely smell like marijuana somebody might just grab you up and just start probing you it's been like that forever though in japan that that's been the status quo in japan for a long time like that's not yeah, something I, new it's, it's horrible that's horrible dog yeah but you remember uh, but you, but, but there, the, the market is insane like you get a crazy 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 high price for flour and for concentrates out there yeah you get yeah. seven years if they catch you, you doing do. something you, i don't you I don't do. know Crazy, you do. It's all risk. Seven years is a lot of time. It's a long time. They, they don't honor our constitutional rights either. So they'll snatch your ass up, stick a probe up your ass, and do what they want with you, and you don't have anything to say about it. You know, and you can't uh, blame uh, yeah, it on the aliens. Out. Yeah, a big, a big, big shout out. You know, um, a, a lot of people uh, um, remember uh, Lee Scratch Perry. You know, the reggae legend. He actually uh, wrote a letter to the Japanese government to get Paul McCartney out of prison because he was arrested for cannabis possession in Japan, in Tokyo. Wow. Yeah, isn't that what that care. song, Band on the Run, is all about? Him getting yes. busted in Japan? Yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, um, yeah, they do not care how big of a name you are or whatever, but um, yeah, apparently uh, Lee Scratch Perry, uh, rest in peace, um, he had pull back then, and the Japanese uh, people, they love their reggae music. <laughs> that's it. That's How a, ironic. That's a very cute little... They, they love reggae music more than they love the Beatles, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. Or maybe maybe they yeah, just... Sir Paul was uh, sentenced to seven uh, to, to 10 years. And, um, maybe he should have said, maybe he should have said, no, man, this is not the marijuana. 
And yeah, they would have been like, okay, I'm sorry, you go ahead and go. You should have just said it's THCA. Believe it or not, I didn't light it up. I didn't light it up. It's not illegal. It has a pungent smell to it, too. Delta 8 smells like like flour. Delta 8 lit smells like flour. It has a pungent smell to it, too. So he could have just said it was Delta 8. They would have treated him like he was from Austin, Texas. Oh, like sprayed Delta 8 flour? Like hemp? Yeah, he could have said it just some some Delta 8 hemp. It stinks the same. If you burn it, it stinks the same. Wow. They're, they're all still political crimes, guys. I mean, using drugs, especially smoking weed, is not a, a, a crime involving moral turpitude. They're because politicians wanted to do this. So they're political crimes, and there's too many people doing them anymore to just ignore them. And there's a long time where the people that smoke weed weren't in large enough numbers to make any difference, but now it does. When we talked about today, Ohio went, oh, shit, right. man. People want to do this, better let them. Because people are doing this. These are political crimes. You can't justify throwing somebody in prison for smoking weed. I mean, I went there. I don't know, Tony, you went there. And it's like, okay, I'm sitting here for what? Because I gave the sick person some weed? That makes no sense. I didn't beat anybody up. I didn't try to steal anybody. I ain't a liar. I'm not a murderer. That's where, and, and, you know, real they crime came to is. me to get it. They traveled, sought me out, came to me to get something that they felt they needed to deal with life. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to think about this. Why aren't we holding the people accountable that's making people's lives suck so much that people are willing to go and shoot a needle in their arm in broad daylight in San Francisco? How's, how can life be so horrible that the only thing you can think of is just by destroying your life more by being in the streets and doing stuff like that? And then they don't want to hold themselves accountable for the, the division they're creating. They don't want to hold themselves accountable for the sick and twisted, demented way the whole population as a whole is thinking. It's me, 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 horrible aspect of thinking. And they're responsible for it. They're responsible for their hate. They're the leaders. When someone is the leader in my household, when things go bad, when we're laid on something or if money's messed up, I'm the leader of my household i'm responsible whether or not i spent the money or not it doesn't matter i'm a leader of my household i'm responsible so and they're not taking responsibility for their actions they're just locking up the the they're locking up and trying to scrub away the harm that they're actually doing to society that's it well these are drugs that despair tony and see they're really going after drugs to despair we have a, a country that a lot of people are in despair about Okay, so when you use substances that help you with despair and they throw you in jail, this is a circle jerk you just cannot get out of. I mean, I I was the the white guy that they went after for weed. We were told, hey, you you should have never gotten involved in this. Okay, why? You know, because better. they want to go after people of color. That I mean, it just let's just it, be blunt here. Mm-hmm. I was it's not. True. I mean, I was told, hey, you're the golden children. Molly and I, you should never gotten involved in this. Well, why? What we did was righteous, okay? It was right. And we were thrown in fucking prison for five years for doing the right thing. No one wants to talk about that part of this. Mm-hmm. Trying to control drugs with the law never worked. We just no, passed this, bro. They're drug dealers. The anniversary they bring the drugs of the football in. prohibition. Doesn't fucking work. They, they bring the drugs in, right? They bring the drugs in, and then this is what they do. They'll have a confidential source. They'll give drugs to this. They'll take the drugs away from the drug dealer. Then they'll take the drugs out of evidence to give it to a confidential informant. They'll let this person sell these drugs, destroy the community in order to get another drug dealer caught up in another rap. So they send out drug dealers. They give the drug dealers drugs and money and allow them to create a fictitious life 
They sell these drugs and, and dispense it throughout the community, harming people, just so they can get someone else that's in the community doing the same thing they were sent in the community to do in the first place. If you watch anyone watching, please, I implore you, watch American Made. I implore you to go watch the El Chapo story that's on Netflix, and it breaks down how your government has been intricate in the drug uh, um, um, trafficking throughout this country. They've done it on purpose. They create the they create the error in the environment, which is harmful. They allow the drugs to come in here, and then they lock you up for the drugs they allow to come in here. This is the cycle what, that they've created. Yeah, what, I, what, I, what, I would, what I would like to say here is that I hope that a new leaf has turned in Japan and they start moving towards legalization because I can't imagine a more beautiful place to get high as hell. A I more serene place, a more zen place on earth. And not go to, out to Okinawa and just, you know, just blaze the fuck up. And hand rolls yeah. are... Damn, he just made that sound pornographic. But but hand rolls are so <laughs> That'd be fantastic. That'd be a fantastic trip. Sushi's one of the best <laughs> foods to eat when you're high. Yeah, just eating sushi. Yes. Eating fresh sashimi. Getting it. Eat, you know, just just out with there. Nothing just, but a silk. Know, with nothing but a silk. With a, what's the what's the what's the silk geishi on? What's the what's the robe? What's the what's the robe's name? With this, what's yeah, that? What's the kimono? robe they have there? Kimono. A kimono. Nothing but a silk kimono. Big fat one lit. And some yeah. sushi in front of you, California rolls, yes. and your slides. Oh, and that, that is one place, slides. Nick Bradley. That is one place I would be wearing flip flops. Yeah, I would wear flip flops. <laughs> and, and look, and, and I would do, I would do the in between toe flip flops just to keep it culture, uh, uh, yes. uh, keep, keep it culture. Oh, the thong, the yeah, you, thong, you rock the thong, John Clintox. Thong, I'll get the thong, thong flops. flops. Give me the thong, thong flops. flops. Just give oh, me the thong. Man. Yes, and on that, we're gonna go to a commercial. We're gonna be right back. I'm Jason Beck. And this is Smoky Vanilla. And if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smoky Vanilla. That's right, baby. I'm Smoky Vanilla with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, yeah. You know what it is. We just stretched and now we're going to smoke because you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. We got to do it again. Oh, uh, yes. Coming up next. That's right. It is the man you love to hate. That's right. It is the he represents the black conservative voice that Joe Biden would love to silence for even acknowledging it exists. That's right. It is none other than Mr. Tony Montaga. I want to thank everybody for being here. Thank all my co-hosts. And I want to tell you guys, good morning, good afternoon and good evening. Because somewhere around the world, it is truly what time it is. And if you heard someone saying that stick. They got it from me. Now, we're going to do a backtrack. This is just my follow-up on Lubbock County here in Texas and the legislation that is currently taking place. Local uh, te local Texas lawmakers officially placed Marijuana De Decriminalization Initiative on Lubbock's May 2024 ballot. Lawmakers in Lubbock, Texas, has officially approved a resolution to put a local marijuana decriminalization initiative on the ballot next spring, after the after declining to enact on the reform legislatively, legislatively, I'm sorry, 
The Lobuck County, uh, the Lobuck City Council voted Tuesday to schedule a special election on the issue of uh, on the issue for May 4th, 2024. This comes one month after legislators unanimously rejected the decriminalization proposal that was put on the agenda after activists submitted enough signatures to force its consideration. The committee behind the marijuana initiative first filed paperwork for the Freedom Act Lubbock ordinance with the, sec with the city secretary in August. After activists turned in more than 10,000 signatures, officials confirmed that the campaign submitted enough petitions to move ahead in the process earlier this month. They ain't respected. Local lawmakers in Lubbock, which is Texas' 10th largest city by population. It has a considerable amount of people there. Last I checked, it was 310,369 people there. <clears throat> Had 30 days to hold a hearing to make a decision as to whether they would enact decriminalization. They did so in November. I think to defeat it and put the issue to the voters instead. Uh, one day before the vote uh, to schedule the May 2024 uh, cannabis election, Adam Hernandez, communications chair for the group Lobox Compact, which helped lead the effort to collect signatures for decriminalization, announced his bid for mayor of Lobox. Under the committee's proposal, local police would be prohibited from making arrests or citations to adults in possession of up to four ounces of cannabis unless there's a uh, binding state or federal court order against the policy. If that does happen, the initiative says the city's policy shall be to make uh, enforcement a class A and class B misdemeanor marijuana possession. It lowers enforcement priority. The text of measure says that it's meant to promote the health, safety, and general welfare of the people of Lobuck. Enacting the reform is in the interest of carefully allocating scarce city resources, reducing the risk of discriminatory enforcement practices, and focusing city resources on the highest priority public safety concerns. Lobok would be the second largest city by population in the state to enact the reform. It would join the cities including Austin, Dalton, England, um, Hacker Heights, Kaling, uh, Killing, and San Marcos that were largely led by Ground Game Texas. The organization recently, re uh, recently released a report that looked at the impact of those similar marijuana, sorry, you guys, reform efforts. It found that the measures will keep hundreds of people out of jail, even as they have led to blowback from law enforcement in some cities. The initiatives have also driven voter turnout uh, by being on the ballot, the report said. Another decriminalization measure that went before voters in San Antonio in May was overwhelmingly defeated. But that proposal also introduced provisions to prevent uh, enforcement of abortion restrictions. Shortly after voters in Hacker Heights approved the measure, the city council overturned the ordinance over concerns that it conflicted with state law. But activists collected signatures for another initiative and successfully repealed the repeal in May. 
The Kayleen Council temporarily paused implements implementation of its local voter-approved ordinances, arguing that there were legal concerns that lawmakers need to sort through before giving it their approval, which they eventually did. But in April, Bell County uh, filed a lawsuit challenging the policy. At the state level, this session, the Texas House of Representatives passed a series of bills to decriminalize marijuana, facilitate expungement, and allow chronic pain patients to access medical uh, cannabis as an opioid alternative, but they ultimately stalled out in the Senate, which has been a theme for cannabis reform measures in the conservative legislature over several uh, sessions. The House passed similar cannabis decriminalization proposals during the past two legislative sessions in 2021 and 2019. Separately, a Texas uh, Democratic senator brought the issue of marijuana legalization to the Senate floor earlier and may seek it to attach an unrelated resolution and amendment that would have that wouldn't that wouldn't have allowed Texans to vote on ending prohibition at the ballot box. But the symbolic proposal was ultimately shut down. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, Republican, agreed to another member's point of order, deeming the cannabis amendment not not germane to the uh, border legislation. Nearly three in four Texans vote 72 percent support decriminalization. Support uh, decriminalizing mar uh, marijuana. According to a, a University of Texas, Texas Politics Project poll last year, more than half, 55%, meanwhile said they're in favor of broader legislation. 17% said it shouldn't be legal at all. 17% sucks. In March, the same. Uh, inst institutional summary showed that uh, a majority of Texans vote voters feel that the state's marijuana law should be less strict. And I believe that is it. Well, my co-host, I'm going to give my two cents and then I'm going to let my co-host have at it. I personally feel like this is where Republicans here are dropping the ball. And I believe that it isn't about the people or... Uh, protecting people or safety. I've never known anyone to get high on marijuana and just go kill a bunch of people. I believe that this is about the uh, criminal industrial complex and about putting bodies needlessly inside of prisons so you can have cheap, cheap prison labor done so Corecraft and the other people who are working at the behest of our government can have cheap prison labor and pay people 10 cents an hour for eight hours a day to do work they would have to be paid 22 hours, the $22 or 25 hours an hour if they with free people. This isn't about trying to keep people safe. This isn't about if they told you 55%, more than half, over half of the population of Texas would want it to be legalized in some way, shape, or form. This means it's not about the voters. It means it's about money that they get and the only money they get from this is by locking people up. They're not getting money from selling marijuana or they would sell marijuana and allow it to be sold. They're getting money from locking people up. They're allowing police officers to say that they smell marijuana in your car and this has uh, gives them enough reason to pull you out your car illegally. So as long as you fit a description or something that they're told they need to look for or something that they're programmed to think that this is what a criminal looks like, then this gives them the open air opportunity to even lie and say they smell marijuana in your car, pin a marijuana in your car so they can go in your car and illegally search your car, illegally pull you out your car and search you. Don't be sleeping the wheel, you guys, especially my fellow Texans here in Texas. I know when you're in Texas, you do Texas, but eventually they're going to have to do Texas because the people will respond. Over 55% of the people said make it legal. 
Yeah. Is there um yeah, this is a uh, um uh, from everybody I've talked to in Texas. They say like Greg Abbott don't run the state is Dan Patrick. Yep. Is all Dan Patrick um against all of this. Um I, I think you know, uh, as we've seen in other Republican run states, man, you got to hit them with both the uh, uh the medical stories that hit home to them whether it's a close relative or something they have to feel it they have to uh, uh, that's the only way to get them to empathize on this on the medical side and then um you know it hit them hard on on the economical side man uh those are things that uh that that, that we've seen work you know with them but um it's, it's an uphill battle for texas man i feel i feel real bad for uh, the folks in Texas that they, they got to go get their gas station Delta eight <laughs> packs uh, that are uh, totally unregulated. It's the only way that they can get it. And um, I just, I just really hope that this passes big shout out to uh, love a uh, good, uh, good luck on this one. Yeah. And, uh, and shout, shout out, out to Leah Patrick yeah. in the comments too, in the chat, she said two to four ounces is not enough. Shout out to Leah Patrick in the chat. You're right. Yeah. It's not enough. Well, also what she also said in the chat is, is uh, they used the word spasticity instead of using the word pain. And that is a very mm. big distinction um, as far as qualifying conditions. Words matter. Yes. yes. Words matter. So shout out to Leah watching from the great state of Texas. Oh, yeah. Great purple state of Texas. It's a red state. The problem is, no, no. Texas is red. Yes. The hell, Rico? No, listen. <laughs> California, though, now that's purple, Rico. <laughs> Clip that. Clip that. <laughs> That's yeah. purple. California is really, really purple. California is Barney. I love you. You love me. Purple. Oh, and boy. the green uh, in the Cal- middle. California is Cal- California is a deep hue of blue, but it's just a very big NIMBY state. You know, I will be in California next week with Dr. Dope. So hopefully we could get something done. Maybe we could talk to some of the viewers that's in California and maybe we can have a meetup or something like that too and have a smoke out session. We'll go to Jason Beck's mansion. <laughs> yes. We'll go to Chris Brown's mansion. We could do that too. One of the mansions. We could do that. We should have it at French Laundry with uh, um, a. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Uh, Gavin Newsom. Let's Gavin. go to about that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> let's, go pay, let's go pay 12000 for a plate on Gavin. Because you know he took the money from all the Californians. Oh, you guys are get some you guys, tenths. You got you sent out by Troy from uh, the great state of Ohio. I got I, I got one more uh, <laughs> top one, shelf tenths. I got I got one more summarized story for you guys before we get out of here. You guys ready for this? Let me hear. Let's it. do it. All right. The DEA threatens Georgia pharmacies over dispensing medical marijuana under the state law. That's right. A DEA letter dated November 27th says that the DEA registered pharmacy may not may only dispense controlled substances in schedules two through five of the Controlled Substances Act and that marijuana and THC cannot be lawfully possessed, handled, or dispensed by any DEA-registered pharmacy. Well, this is going to be interesting for what happens when they try to schedule three. The congressional budget writer prevents the Department of Justice from interfering with state medical marijuana laws, and it's not immediately clear how DEA will, will square its threat against the state-authorized pharmacy. States that have legalized medical cannabis have avoided dis- have avoided a distribution through traditional pharmacies to avoid conflicts with federal pharm- pharmaceutical law and regulations. But Georgia's Board of Pharmacy began accepting applications from independent pharmacies to dispense low THC cannabis oil back in October. As of late October, at least three pharmacies had begun dispensing botanical sciences products. If uh, if sales of medical cannabis products went online. 
In all locations, about 90% of Jordans would be within 30 minutes of one of these places. Pharmacists are trusted providers, and this will uh, destigmatize the new medicine, Mindy Leach told the Associated Press. And the state's Board of Pharmacy and Department of Public Health did not immediately respond to requests for comment. And in August, the Department of Health and Human Services recommended that the DEA reschedule cannabis as a Schedule 3 controlled substance, but the DEA has mostly been silent on the matter since then. Six Democratic governors wrote uh, wrote a letter to Biden administration urging the rescheduling to be compelled and be done by the end of the year, and the governors point to a poll that found 88% of Americans support legalization for medical and adult use. Uh, the government has released HHS uh, rescheduling letter to the DEA in a highly redacted form, including the scheduling recommendations itself and for scientific review portion that was attached to the letter, and the government has since released HHS's or HHS's rescheduling letter to the DEA in highly redacted form. The document says that the recommendation was based on the eight factors um, determinative of control, they say. Well, 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 Georgia. <laughs> oh, man, this is a problem, Dale, for all of the patients in Georgia. The DEA is basically saying, nope, you pharmacies, you cannot be giving out controlled substances, and you're basically screwed. You, maybe you like should. a leopard, it never changes its spots, Jason. That's right. If you're going to go to Schedule 3, there's nobody I know of right now who's going to get one of them licenses. Exactly right. Manufacturing growing and turning it into whatever, and then a pharmacy is a pharmacy is a pharmacy. Exactly. Okay. You know what you know, you know what they call a leopard that changes its spots, uh, Dale? What's that? A, a cheetah. <laughs> Oh boy, that was that was cute. That was a great dad joke, Rico. Real, 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 real hey, funny. I've had to deal with the DEA more times than I care to remember, and those son of a bitches are not going to change their mind about this. Nope. If you want to grow the government swag right now, you got to spend years jumping through hoops just to get permission to grow what Mississippi used to grow in their little spot. No, but no social equity. Nobody with a criminal record. I mean, Tony, you and I are done. We're not going to get in this if it goes that place. And you're going to have to have a dispensary license and not, you know, not what we have now. It's going to have to be more like a pharmacy where you can get all these other substances. And it's it's a shit show. I, I you know, if you want to know what the DA is going to do, they just tip their hand. Facts. Facts, facts. All they're going to do is put more power in the hands of the people that shouldn't have the power in the first place. That's right. No one should have power over anything they are not they are not vested in, nor should they have power if they don't care about it. Mm. When you care about something, then you're going to take care of it better than you would anything else. The, uh, a big point in saying that real quick for you guys is just people who have regular house flowers. You don't forget to water your flowers. The flowers never scream to you and tell you, or the plants don't scream to you and tell you, I'm thirsty, I want water. No, but if you care enough, you're looking at them every day. And you see where they start to, you know, lean over. You see where they're not looking as healthy. And if you're truly, you know, invested in it, you're going to water your plants. No one should have power over something that they have nothing invested in, nor do they care about. And when they don't care about it, and they have nothing invested in it, and you give them power over it, guess what happens? They ruin it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, if you give a bureaucrat or a bureaucracy any level of a power and fund them, you're never getting that money stream and that power back from them. They're going to fight you. The DEA is the top dog in drugs right now. And if you think they're going to stand by and let you take any of their power authority away, I'm here to tell you they're not. They're going to fight you every step of the way. I agree with that 100%. They do not want to give up their bag at all whatsoever or let anybody play in their sandbox. Nope. Yep. And on that note, thank you all for joining us for yet another episode of High Nine News. You can catch us live weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to the super fans showing love, getting their comments posted live on the big screen to our live audience and online supporters catching us across all media platforms, tuning in each day to the headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry. To our vetted correspondent team tuning in from all over, bringing us much needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table as well. To our production team, cloud media partners, our sponsors keeping the lights on, and our AV struggles to a minimum. What up, Adam? Uh, and as always... Cannabis Sativa L. The reason that we show up to read these stories every single day. Thank you, boo. It has been Thursday, the thirstiest of all days, December 7th, 2023. The show is over. You've all been blessed with the top industry headlines. Hope it, headlines. Hope was enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow. My name is Rico Lamid, the dopest dad on the street. And I'd like to give it today to Mr. Tony Montaka. You got the outro, brother. And I'd like to got? tell every last one of you out there, don't forget... All of us had a mother. That's how we got here. So when you see a woman in the street, make sure you show her respect. That's my word for today.